So how about we do first lift line to get this one kicked off? I mean, it's always first chair, but yeah. here we are standing here for a while. So we're here with Eric Rolls and coach of the snowboard team, Scott Anfang. Um, getting ready for uh, an inter ski year. It's, I mean, inner ride, what do you call it? Uh, it depends. We call it inner ski, but in the inner circle, we uh, often refer to it as inter ride. There's a handful of names that go along with it, <laughs> but inner ski is the, is the right one. And what's kind of the focus this year? So we have a, we have some varying focuses. We've got some individual discipline focuses around kids can learn to snowboard. That's what the snowboard team is focusing on. And then we have some collaboration across the disciplines on people skills and teaching skills. Yeah, I think what's something that's really unique about our organization, and, and we're really pushing it and, and with our inner ski initiatives this year, is this one team idea. And there's a lot of similarities in, you know, people skills and what it, what is good people skills. How do you learn them? Um, what is good? What makes a good teacher? A lot of those characteristics are are common no matter what discipline you're in, and we're really grabbing on to, to that aspect, but not losing the identity of our individual sports because we have some other things going on with just the snowboards, like Eric said, with the kids and the Alpine guys have their um, kind of their fundamental technical message that they're putting out as well. So what I really want to talk about with you both is uh, and the rest of the snowboard team is working on the people skills because that is something that we really share and I think that's a, an area of discussion where so many of us say, oh yeah, I'm a people person, but we never work on developing those skills or maybe we don't work enough on that yeah they're uh people skills and enhancing people skills is very trainable and it starts with being self-aware and knowing where your own traits are and then discovering what your your guests or your students traits are and really trying to create an experience that matches up with what they want and what they they represent as a person everyone is so individual so it's important to be able to interact with the individual you know it's like to to think that we're we're teaching people to ski and snowboard we're not teaching ski and snowboarding to people well stated i like that Scott, I mean, it's really, it's the people skills that we have that can keep people coming back, yep. even more than our teaching skills. We, I mean, obviously, they're both important, but... I mean, the, the, the teaching, you know, the, the outcomes or the skills that they learn, they go out and they use on their own, and, and they develop those further, but what what's really going to bring them back is the connection that they make with their instructors, and uh, that like Eric was saying, that, that that is the people skill part, and it is a very trainable thing, but it's like, how do we want to use that in our organization? How do we want to put that message out? And then actually taking it to the next step is how do you bring that into the certification process, and how do you actually evaluate it in terms of, you know, we have a professionalism score, but that's such a broad spectrum, and people skills falls in there somewhere. Um, you know, I think long-term, looking at, you know, some of those line items in scorecards and stuff we are going to start seeing some some measurements on on people skills which is really cool now we've got chris rogers with us as well and chris we're talking about people 
um, really want to progress into we'll make that another show or a show on its own. But you know, why? Not just the beginner retention that we talk about, but why do some people, even though we consider them good riders, good skiers, they always come back and take a lesson. Other people feel like, hey, I got this after they've had one or two lessons. You know, George, I think uh, sometimes we focus so much on the technical skills and, the, and that the piece of teaching is really improving people's skills right away. And, and you see those instructors that have that really good technical understanding. They're able to explain body movements. They're able to explain what you need to do. And they don't necessarily build the connection with the guest that makes the guest want to come back to see them. And I think when you look at one of the things that separates a good pro from a great pro, great pros are able to build that interpersonal connection with their guest that makes them part of the family. It makes them a friend. They're not just taking a lesson, but they're learning how to be part of our lifestyle. And that's something we tell our new hires a lot is you're not just there to teach them how to snowboard or how to ski. You're there to invite them into our culture, make, help them become a skier or a snowboarder. I like what you said. I mean, they're almost, you can almost become part of this guest's family. It's like, hey, you know, I live in Cabo. I want you to come stay with us when, if you ever make a, a vacation down there. It happens more often than you think. Yeah, for sure. It's very, like that whole invite to the family, one one piece thing. That's really when you know you've, you've, you've made that connection. That's the, the feedback that it's working and you're doing, you're doing it. Um, the challenge with that is all the different schools and all the different programs that, you know, different time slots and different things. So it does have a different, a different face or a different uh, reality when you take it onto the snow. If you're in a one-hour lesson, it's very, to make that connection is a very different connection than if you have a, a family for five days. So, but it's still doable. But it's it's the same skill set. But maybe you have to balance it, manage it um, a little bit differently. Because that person you're seeing for one hour very easily could come back and want to ski with you for another hour and another hour that's the opportunity to get more hours that's really the the trick george and and the reason the connection model is so successful in describing what we do is by separating out those triangles of teaching technical and people skills every guest is going to need a different mix and a good instructor is able to assess their guests and figure out where they need to expand the people skills a little bit and maybe drop the technical skills this guest is a little bit overtrained or a little bit overwhelmed with what we're doing i'm going to spend more time working on the people connection between them and me and back off on the real technical skill or this person's here for some high level um you know park and pipe training we're going to increase that technical corner or increase that coaching teaching corner of the triangle and, and that's like one of the really cool things i think about the connection model is helping instructors see um, and assess their guests and then shaping their their lesson to focus more on people skills more on teaching skills or more on technical skills at any given time that can change through the day can change through a week and it is where you see pros that have these long time relationships with guests where they are part of the family and you know maybe 10 years later maybe they're not even skiing anymore but you still go out and have dinner with them when they're in town or you know you consider them a friend i mean i i know of an instructor (laughs) real story he's got a family that comes out at the beginning of the season and they ski with him every day until the end of the season. That, that's a pretty awesome client to have. <laughs> and uh, that didn't happen, but, I mean, there's some, there's some magic and there's a, an equation of people skills, technical skills, and a balance there that, that makes that relationship work. And does that depend, too, on the type of resort that we work out, uh, work at? Because is a destination resort going to have 
are people going to have that ability more there than they would more of a weekend or, or smaller resort? You certainly have different opportunities based on the on the mix of guests at your resort, but I think it's important to look at it as the skill of the instructor in building that relationship. And if it's just a weekender um, coming up every, on the weekends, you have that opportunity to to help them get connected with what we do and maybe get them to come more often. Or maybe it's that guest that you see every weekend, and you've built you can build a season long uh, curriculum with them where, where they know what they're going to be working on the next time they come back. And that's, man, one of the most important things we do is that invitation back. When you come back up next weekend, here's what we're going to work on. Like, great work today. Here's what we did. And have you thought about trying this? Do you want to try this? You know, building that relationship goes beyond just the people skills. And we've, we all see instructors that do this too, where they focus so much on the people skills, they forget to tell the guests what they might do next and make that invitation back. And I... What also kind of came to me while Chris was talking is that could also be the person that says to a friend, hey, you know, you've got to go up and you've got to see Scott or Chris. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the potential networking, um, you know, maybe maybe at more of that destination resort, you get that one family for a long time. And at that smaller weekend resort, that family you work with is feeding you to other families and other things. So you're still getting people in the sport. You're still enjoying your time on snow and, and, and growing it and welcoming people to that same broader snow sports family. So I guess the big question that we have here though is how do we teach that? I know this is trainable, but we've got to teach good teaching skills and we also have to teach good people skills with our staffs. Yeah, well, I guess you know the first step with, with that is is just the awareness of what what actual people skills are starting to identify that like you know at a, at a basic fundamental level we've, we've always had the oh take your goggles off put them on your forehead look the person in the eye take your glove off and you shake their hand those are people skills those are common courtesy type skills but it goes well beyond that where when it starts to get some information from the guest and how you use the information from the guest to really make a connection with them that is the people skill aspect of it and um, you know rolling that conversation and not not changing it on them and taking the topic that they're discussing and building it into the lesson so you're bringing their world into our environment um, those are the type of people skills in that early stage of the lesson and then you don't shut it off and go to technical or go to teaching it that's a the people skill is a piece that carries through all aspects it never really turns off but it may the percentages may change well this guy's really down i need to build him up a little bit so maybe you know working on his confidence there's a little less technique and a little more people but it's always changing and always present so a classic example would be when you're setting some goals up with your student and you ask them what they want to learn and they say, oh, I want to learn some, some moguls. And so a more technically focused instructor would just jump into a progression and get into, oh, I know how to, a great progression for moguls, let's work on that. But someone with some strong people skills would understand more of the why. They would ask the question behind the question. Why do you want to learn moguls? And they may discover that they want to learn moguls so they can hang with their friends because that's where they want to go ride or, or ski. So then understanding that, you, you realize that, oh, this person has more social motivations than technical motivations. 
So that can really shape the experience that the instructor creates for them. Now, let's take that into a group lesson setting. How do we expand on that and really meet each individual's needs from technical and people skills? Yeah, it's real important to, to connect with each individual in the group setting. And, but at the same time, you don't feel like you have to take that whole burden onto yourself because you're creating dynamics within the group, too. So that can create a really social environment that feeds on itself. So when you can start connecting commonalities that people have with each other or people have with you, then you've got a, a crew. You've got a posse that wants to hang out with each other, and that could be super powerful. But when you can create a positive environment to, to get each member of that group lesson to cheer each other on and be supportive, that's just an awesome setting that can only uh, get enhanced and only create more learning. And it may be different for different people, and I think it's important to really cue in on how they respond to the feedback you give them. If they really accept it, then they may want more. If they brush it off and continue what they are doing, then you may have to take a different approach, or you just learn from it and figure out, you know, maybe they just want a guide today. Maybe they're not into getting getting that constructive feedback. And that's why the people skills are even more important than just giving technical feedback. It's being having the social awareness of what's going on around you so you can really adapt that environment to what their wants and needs are. So really in conclusion, and, and again, this is really kind of an overview of what we're going to be talking about a lot more in depth throughout the season, but I've got a group of six people, eight people, uh-huh. and really make a connection with five or seven of them, and there's that one person, maybe they don't have people skills. Possibly. <laughs> They're very uncomfortable because they're in a group setting and they're you're just having trouble connecting with that one person. What are some things we can do to overcome that? And again, we're gonna be getting into a lot more detail in this. Yeah, so I think it's it's really case by case. I mean I think the first step is just being aware of it through seeing their body language, you know, how engaged they are. So being aware of it and then really figuring out how you can adapt your style to bring them into the group or give them what they want. For all you know, they could be having a great time. They're just being quiet and reflecting and um, you could assume some things. And that's where I think the, the art of the people skills comes into play is being able to adapt. So there's real mechanical things you can do to kind of get things going. Like take your goggles off when you're talking to them, take your glove off when you shake their hand. Um, but then the real art is the be- being able to adapt to each individual's needs and being aware of the group environment. So you can assume and you can make some things up, but sometimes you have to really dig a little bit deeper, even if it's just straight up asking, you know, how, how's your day going? Is everything going well? Is there anything I can do to make this experience even better for you? You know, I don't, th- I don't think we do that enough. It's just ask. Some people are afraid to hear the truth, maybe. <laughs> like, I'm actually having a horrible time. I, I think I need more feedback, or I'm, I don't want more feedback. But really being candid and, <laughs> and can really help shape the, the experience a lot. Eric Rolls, Scott Anfang, Chris Rogers, great chatting with you guys.